0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts. Is it true that most of the cocaine in the street now has got fentanyl in it?
1: I think that might be true. I actually have no idea. I mean the last time I did cocaine, I was like. 20, sure. maybe 21. I was very young. You
2: mean 21 hours ago? Yeah. <laughs> I, wish.
1: Like, I wish. I wish. Like, I
2: wish I'd done cocaine. To this day, yesterday.
1: man, I always joke I'm like, I want something that's stronger than coffee, but a little less than cocaine. Mm-hmm. Like, just that nice sweet spot right today would be amazing.
2: That's great, though. I just looked back 21 hours. That would have been noon yesterday. So that's good. Yeah,
1: like, I, I think, you know, she, I think she was, <laughs> Gogo was taking a nap. I was being responsible.
2: How could anyone do street drugs anymore with fentanyl mixed into everything now?
3: Yeah, I don't you're know. You're going to die.
2: Mm-hmm. Boy, I don't know. I, I was never a street drug guy anyway much. And I just never cared for that bullshit.
1: You are always, you were pretty ahead of your time being pretty cautious about stuff. I, I was not, I was a, yeah. if a friend of a friend was like, it's good, trust me, I'd say, okay. Like, I am an idiot. But I was again, a giant idiot
2: the reason for that a lot of that was the hookers that lived in my neighborhood and they'd come home on sunday morning at like 6 a.m and yeah. all coked up and crying and all that Ugh, so that started that it.
1: stuck with you and
2: then a friend of mine's brother overdosed and died and i went nah, Fra- good,
1: overdosed good. on what
2: cocaine oh well i don't know if it was cocaine it Wait, might have been yeah. heroin you know they said it was cocaine mm-hmm. but i don't know if it actually was yeah but yeah, I, I I got very lucky in that. I mean, I don't consider myself lucky because somebody else died, but I was lucky to know that that could be a possibility, and it, I just steered away from it forever.
1: And like your kids are <coughs> that way too; they have no interest in none. Like they're not even big drinkers. No,
2: yeah. no, they're not. So they followed Catherine's lead. So anyway, yeah, no,
1: yeah, no. <laughs> but isn't that funny? Like they didn't have that traumatic thing that scarred them. <clears throat> but they still took that with them, like the cautiousness.
2: They did, yeah. Well, again, you can't even trust people to do the right thing when there's nothing in it for you. Yeah. It's just, there's no way, if they can make money off of you, they're not going to lie to your ass. If they can make more money, they will lie right in your, to your face. Yeah. People are disgusting when it comes to money. People are. And everybody's got to have huge stacks of it. Oh, we got this, we got that. All these billionaires, like, I think if I ever met Bill Gates, I might kick him right in the nuts.
1: That's an interesting approach. He's
2: not my kind of guy at all. He is all about the money, man. It's, I don't know oh, what money.
1: scenario you would be in to meet him.
4: i like,
2: run one of those guys all the time. Yeah, You know, I'm at the Billionaires Club. I'll hang it up.
4: Could you imagine like how shocking that would be, just walking down the street, and the guy's like, hi, I'm Tom. Whap! Right in the dick. Just you're you're like, kicking
2: what, right in
4: the Is that
1: technically a cheap shot, or is that...
2: If he doesn't know it's coming, then he's a fool. (laughs) What is he doing? What's he doing now? He's doing something with mosquitoes now or something.
3: I or have no flies idea.
2: Flies or some damn
4: thing. He's making protective mosquitoes to fly around his crotch. Yeah, right. Somebody exactly. Block the shot. Better
1: <laughs> look into some padded pants, sir. <laughs> wear some snow show. pants in August. He should <laughs> wear snow pants in August. Son buckets. Of bitches. Wow. Um, yeah, I just, that's just the imagery of that is just killing me. The wind up and everything, walking up to Bill Gates just to kick him in the crotch.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I, those people are just not my kind of people. No, and that dropping the my you were so soda mad, the bottle just ran away. You
1: were so mad, you chucked a, a pot. I threw bottle. it on
2: the floor. It's plastic, so it didn't break.
1: Yeah, I think it's hard to. I mean, like I get that. Like people are so successful, but like there are people you go. Do you really need that much money? Like, do you really? Is that the game Well, that's line? all
2: that matters to people now. Yeah. And I'm talking about the poorest person in the world and the richest person in the world. All that matters to those people is money.
1: have that in common. It's
2: disgusting. Go out. you want money? Get off your ass and go get a job. How about that action? Yeah. Go for it. That sounds I mean, I've, terrible. Like I said, the worst experiences of my life is when I tried to help someone out financially because they will always steal your money. Always.
1: Yeah, there's something to be said about that. My mom Disgusting. always said if you, uh, <clears throat> if you lend anybody money, never expect to get it
2: back. Never expect to get it back because you aren't getting it back.
1: And that actually has changed. Like that was really good advice from Beverly because like there has been times where I have given people money as like a loan or whatever or mm-hmm. some extra money. And both me and my husband know that like that's gone. It, yeah. It, it, it might come back. Or it might Without not, and we have to be – we can't rely on it, – it can't be enough money that it would, like, hurt us in any way because
2: – No, I, there's no question
1: it, It's that. like that <clears> – <throat> the chances of that coming back or that relationship being changed forever are likely.
2: And by the way, the higher up the chain they are, the more likely it is they will steal your money.
1: Yeah. That's
2: very true. The more successful people in certain jobs – and I could name one, but I don't want to do it – some of the filthiest human beings when it comes to money that I've ever met in my life. They will do anything for money. It's just disgusting.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's funny, too, because you and I have talked about this. It's like there's a freedom to realizing that $1,000 will not change your life. No. If I stole $1,000 from you, yep. Tom, could I get away with it? Heck yes.
2: What do you mean if?
1: If. <laughs> I mean... I could. I mean, I. I I know. I have access to, you know, A, B, and C. I could totally steal a thousand, and you probably would never know because, you know, whatever. Probably. Probably. What would that do for me? After one month, like a thousand extra, thousand dollars. What, like? Yeah.
2: What good is it gonna do you? Nothing.
1: But how could it change our relationship forever? And how shitty would I feel constantly being around you, knowing that I stole money from you? I wouldn't be able to look you in the eye. I'd be a wreck. I know.
2: I that's the whole. Well, you have good parents. That's why.
1: Yeah, I, my mom would. Oh my god, if she even found out I took a penny from somebody. No, I know. Like when I got pulled over from the cop, she's like, "Were you nice?" To the, you better have been really nice to that officer, <laughs> and I was like, I told him thank you after he gave me a ticket. I say thanks for serving, like because nothing wrong with my that. My mom taught me that you don't talk back to teachers, you don't talk back, you know. And we've been really, I, I, I've never ran into cops that tra- treated me badly. I've had right. them some be curt, but that's fine. So I'm lucky in that way. And then on top of it, like my mom was a teacher. If I would have came home like some of these kids come home and gone, he was mean to me or he was picking on me, my mom would be like. What did you do?
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's your fault. How did
1: you piss off this teacher? Oh, yeah.
2: I've been down that road.
1: And so, like, now if I, on top of it, if I told her ever, like, I took money from somebody or if she ever found out I stole, like, a TikTok. Like, I mean, anything. Like, it's just not how, I just would not, I'd be a wreck.
2: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I have no, I could make my own money. I don't need to steal money from other people. And don't you have to admit to yourself you're a complete loser if you have to steal from someone? Yeah to go make the money.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know how you would, listen, I lose sleep thinking about weird interactions I've had with people. And so I, like, if I'm awkward or... You should
2: really pronounce that word much more clearly. Which one? The one you just said, interactions.
1: Interactions. Does it
2: sound like you said erections?
1: Are intercourse? (laughs) The people, I I do lose sleep over some people have had intercourse. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Samesies. (laughs) Samezies. <laughs> same, same. Well, I think everybody can stand in <laughs> that line. It's probably true. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like I can't imagine than any other. I mean, any. I, there's times in my life where I'm like, was I rude to that bank employee or Sprint employee? You know, things that where you go, was I? Oh, was I a little bit short with somebody? And you yeah. stay up thinking about it, like things that happened five years ago. So now, on top yeah. of it, add like. I'm also secretly siphoning money off of a- these person. Oh, yeah. Like,
4: <laughs> that's and it, nice. And it works in the opposite direction because there was a former coworker that accused me of stealing $300 from him. Oh, really? And when it came to light that I did not steal it, I, I was like, first off, we will never have this conversation ever again uh-huh. right. because I, you and I are done. If you actually thought that I stole money from you, and you, I mean, for days wouldn't talk to me. I couldn't figure it out. And then payroll came to me and they, they said, hey, there was a a little bit of a discrepancy that I didn't catch on on my end a, uh, payroll said that and I said okay oh and then I went back to this person I go did you think I stole $300 from you and he said well I mean I just I assumed that you looked and yet you how didn't say anything how long had you known this guy I'd worked with him for about five years <gasps> Oh, yeah. And I said, that's it. We're done. Never again. We're never, ever. You are dead to me now. And I've I've stuck to that. I've held my grudge. I'm not going back. No way. Why wouldn't you hold a grudge? Yeah. How did he think that you stole his money? So we have similar close names. And when payroll put in, you know, because you do like special appearances or you do endorsements or whatever. I don't look at any of that stuff. I just get my they just put money in my bank account and I just go on with my life. But this person is very itemized. So they put money into my account, which was supposed to go to his account. And then I didn't think anything of it. I, I didn't even look at it because I never even knew there was money in there. I don't even right. look to see how much our paychecks are. I just have money. I just don't. Yep. I just whatever. I don't even think about it. Yeah. And this person thought that I knew that, they, that payroll made a mistake and that I didn't go to payroll and tell them and I was stealing money from him, which was not the case. And payroll came back and said, I'm really, really sorry about this. Obviously, this was my mistake. So, since that moment on, I was like, "All right, we're done."
2: I don't really understand why you would go right to you stole money from me. Yeah,
1: especially you, like you. What they know you? I could understand if I. I say I could understand, but like, let's say you didn't have an idea of who you are, Rudy. But like, you are through and through. Like, you're the type that if I, if I, like, I feel like you would give me change if I, like, you know, just so I don't overpay. Like, you're so by the book about stuff.
4: Yeah. So I, I. at first I thought, how did I screw this up? Did I let this person, have I given this person a false um, assumption as to who it is I am as a person? You've been running
1: and, around the office going, money, 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 money. Yeah. <laughs> and,
4: and then after like three days of me doing that, I went, no, this guy's a prick. That's who this person is. You should
1: have had, like once you've got wind of it, you should literally be wearing like a backpack with like a two ninety dollars 99 like tag on it.
2: Absolutely. Like
1: something that's like oh, do you like my new backpack? It's got a charger in it. He's like, I actually got a really great deal. It was only two ninety nine. You know, like, so funny.
2: Well, once again, we're talking about somebody that was greatly influenced by the lack of money. Yeah. Money is all that mattered to him. Mm-hmm. And if I had to insult somebody I've known for five years and blame them, I think you're a little too involved with the money, man. Yeah. Calm down. Oh, yeah. 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 Find out first, did you, hey, did
4: you get the money in your account? I don't know, I'll go check. Yeah, I did. That's all, I had, he had all he had to do. All you had to do. And if he, this person would have came to me and said, "Hey, I think there was like a, a like a little bit of a mishap. Can you just check your bank account?" Oh, right. I would have gone to payroll and went, "Hey, That's by the way, it. yeah, can you back out three hundred dollars out of my next paycheck and give it to that person? It's an easy fix." now
2: yeah. no. You know, I'm a little touchy about money because, like, I'm hoping that. You know, like, Phil Mackey doesn't get paid to do this. I you know, <laughs> oh. hope they screw him out of the money. That's Wait, what I'm hoping. You if know.
1: we're paying him to do this, he better step it up. Uh, I didn't know, know we were going to do some disaster. sort of transactional piece here.
5: I actually requested, can I pay Can I pay Hubbard to be part of the Tom <laughs> Bernard? <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah Makes exactly sense right. to me. All right, hun, Yuck, we're going to take a break. Be right back with Phil Mackey right after this.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at tombernardshow.com.
2: Hi, this is Tom Bernard here for Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Attention all power sports enthusiasts. This August, we invite you to celebrate with Power Lodge as we hit a major milestone, 25 years of bringing action and excitement to Minnesota as your go-to destination for all things marine and power sports. Each of our locations will host a local community appreciation day. Join us in Brainerd, Ramsey, Onamia, or Sauk Rapids as we roll off the red carpet with delicious food, amazing prizes, fantastic giveaways, and unbeatable special pricing. We'll be raffling off a variety of Polaris ATVs and snow. Check out PowerLodge.com for event dates nearest you. Throughout August, we've got something special planned. Follow us on social media as we unveil 25 days of deals on the latest off-road and on-road vehicles, boats, and supplies from the top brands in power sports. That's right, 25 days of back-to-back incredible offers. You won't want to miss this, so mark your calendars and get in on the action during our 25th anniversary. Power Lodge, where your adventure begins. Hi, this is Tommy B. My friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales at their Albertville location off Interstate 94 would like to extend a special offer going on now through the Minnesota State Fair. Along with everything you can buy on a stick at the Great Minnesota Sweat Together, you should have some cool incentives with the State Fair deal when you purchase an RV from Niemeyer's Albertville location How's this sound? Receive a free exterior ceramic coat and NanoCure interior treatment. These coatings provide a durable, long-lasting shield against dirt, water, and UV rays, and basically extend the life of your RV to keep it looking newer and lasting longer. It's a $2,000 value, free with purchase if you get an RV from Niemeyer's by September 5th in Albertville only plus great deals on their campers at both Albertville and Elko New Market, now through the end Fair. Take your passion on the road with Niemeyer Trailer Sales and see my guys and gals at Niemeyer's and look at what they got at Niemeyer's.com. That's N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com, Niemeyer's.com. Your State Fair deals end on September 5th. Oh, and tell them Tommy sent you. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million pillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen size MyPillow's regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98 and just $10 more for king size. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. Enter promo code Tom. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the My Pillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all My Pillow products, such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in My Pillows' history. Go to mypillow.com. Use promo code Tom to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his My Pillow. That's mypillow.com promo code Tom.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
2: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Phil, so you, you have to vote on this because Brittany and, and, and Rudy, you too. Brittany, I was just talking off the air and won't be specific about who, in, who we were talking about, but I said, yeah, but that guy's a raging prick, you know? And she went, oh yeah, that's what I understand, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. So I think we should get on a list of people that you know in radio who weren't pricks.
5: Can I real quick?
2: All right. Is, <laughs> goes, is, can I real this quick? Is, this is very
5: <laughs> self-serving because it I shouldn't even ask this because we can't include the audience. What's the? I heard part of the conversation. Does this have to do with? Uh, does this have to do with? <laughs> I don't even know what to say here. Uh, a, ch- a big change. A big change happening.
3: Ooh. Maybe.
4: Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, we're not yeah. talking about that at all. We're just talking
0: about. I feel uh, sweaty. Uh, a oh my
1: I'm god, I feel so sweaty. I'm. Glad I'm wearing my I giant just... Taylor Swift shirt.
5: Is it fair to say? Is it fair to say that, moat uh, in radio, a lot of times the way people come off on a show or on a microphone, right, or to the public, mm-hmm. might not always be the way they are behind the scenes. That's correct. That's fair to
2: say. It is fair to say that. And by the way, okay. I would say not, at least 90%, maybe 95 maybe 99.9%, uh, people in radio, they're the type of people, if it would give them uh, a leg up, they'd stab you right in the back.
4: Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: no doubt about that.
4: Well, the, the biggest problem I have with not being who you are on the air compared yeah. to who you are in real life is that it never goes the other way. Because if you're a prick right. on the show, you're right. a prick in real life. Yeah. If you're super nice yeah. on the air, you're a prick in real life. Why can't you just be a huge prick on the air? And then yes. as soon as it t- the, the mics go cold, yep. you're bubbly and fun to be around. Oh. It never happens like that, but ever.
1: I have met people um, who have dated the you know like the go-to prick on the air. And they'll be like, oh, he's so sweet behind the scenes. Mm. And I'm like, that's not true. Like, yeah, I know no. that's not, first off, I no. know that's not true. But they're like, you don't understand. Like, he's actually this big sweetheart. Behind I go, no, he's not. No. Like, you just have dad issues, like all of us. And you just want him to be great. And he's not. Like, it sorry. Is
5: a cra- it is a crazy industry filled with insecurity and egos. No and question. Jockeying for position. Yeah. You know, it's,
2: uh, it's too bad. But you know? Well, the good thing for announcers is, yes, you're raging assholes. But management's even worse. So there you go. Not everywhere, but 99% of the place. Have you guys ever, I mean, Rudy's told a couple of these
5: stories with comedians before. Have you guys ever had that, wow, I'm I'm working with someone or I'm meeting someone for the first time that I've consumed their show or their content and now I'm meeting them in person and it's just a complete dud
2: or they're an asshole or it's it's not what you thought it was? It happens. The Well, the worst... I can never remember the guy's name. I think he used to be on Saturday Night Live. Rich somebody. He did Sniglets. Sniglets. Mm. Sniglet. There were these little phrases that he made up and called them Sniglets. Oh,
1: yeah. We were talking about this a couple weeks Rich, ago.
2: Rich Hall. Rich Hall. Rich Hall. It was Rich Hall, yeah. What an asshole.
1: I have... A redemption arc for somebody. Oh,
2: here we go. So
1: there was this. You guys remember Todd Glass, the hilarious sure. comedian? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. He was on um uh what's that comedy show um the comedy competition. What's that?
4: Last Comic Standing.
1: Thank you. Oh, there he was you go. on that. We were big fans. We went to his stand up. Absolutely was an asshole. Absolutely was an asshole. And he was really yes at the time.
5: Like behind like behind the scenes or yes. just on stage? Uh, really? behind, behind the, the scenes.
1: scenes. And then later. Um, He had come to, uh, I had met him and I was an intern and he was absolutely so nice. And he's come out as gay, but by the time that we met him, I didn't know that. Yeah. The (laughs) time I had met him, I have a feeling like, because he wasn't out yet, and I think he was just miserable. Like, I think there was, like, an aspect, especially because we were a bunch of girls. It was, like, a big group of us girls. And we all thought yeah. he was, like, funny and cute and all that stuff. And he really was, like, I had, like, a str- whatever. And then he, like, the next time I met him, his whole aura felt like it changed. Like, yeah, because, like, probably. you know, he didn't have this big thing, whatever. And I was, like, oh, like, you could have just been going through something, but he was so lovely. So it was either an off day or, like, that's my theory.
2: Every time I was ever around him, he couldn't have been nicer.
1: Yeah, he was. No, so
2: I cut a fine figure for gay
1: that's men, but awesome.
2: yeah. That's <laughs>
5: good yeah. <there> good <laughs> <years. laughs> Yeah. Clearly, yeah. Yeah, clearly, clearly, yeah. That's that's the fantasies nice. of a lot of men. Oh, I don't think done. there's any question.
1: And who knows, right? Like it could have just been an off. We could have been annoying. We it was we were very young and all that stuff. We could have just whatever. But he was again. I was an intern the second time I met him, so I wasn't like some high up person. And he was so nice again. He's like, a very so, nice guy
2: to me. Every, yes. every time I've ever been with him.
5: Very that, nice guy.
1: But that was one of those things, you know, it was a bummer at first and then meeting him the second time, I was like, I'm so glad I got to run into you again. You're not, you're a very lovely person.
5: Another thing you'll notice with, and I'll speak for radio hosts for sure and I've, I've found this with some comedians too and maybe Rudy can speak to that side but, you know, you're, if you're consuming their content, you listen to the morning show every day or you hear their voice in the afternoons, or whatever, they, be, they become a part of your life and and you think of them as a friend. Yes. And you also think that, oh my gosh, like they do this for a living. They must be the most approachable, outgoing, extrovert. Oh, yeah. they're, yep. they're probably going home and going to parties all the time. And I would say 75% or more of prominent radio hosts or entertainers on the radio whatever are introverted naturally and yeah. aren't that aren't that way necessarily they're not they're not the life of the party they're just they want to kind of go back into the uh into their personal life and be a little bit more a little bit more introverted i guess
2: so if they can't read it off the page they're not funny
5: no not that it's just like you're not going to go home and be talking for five hours to your wife necessarily right. or, you know, inviting 10 people mm-hmm. over to hear your stories or whatever it is.
1: I get that, like, there are these jobs where you're, you know, doing hard-hitting reporting and, and your head's down, you're exhausted. But I'm sorry. If you're doing local radio, yeah. shut I up know. and be nice I, to people. Yeah. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's just not that hard, and you owe you owe. I mean, you only have this career because people want to listen to you. I'm yeah. sorry, like you just don't get to be an asshole, and yeah. like yeah. that's just my way. I think I, I I don't know. Maybe people are doing jobs that are harder than mine, um, but I don't think unless you're like head down, researching day and night night for your content. Like, no. I've seen you work. It's not that hard. Now be nice to people.
4: Well, if you can turn off the introvert to be on the radio or on TV, yeah, yeah, you can also turn it off when you're off the air in front of people. If you want to go be introverted, hey, I probably golf by myself two times a week just because I like it. I like being by myself. Mm -hmm. I go to movies by myself. But when we're out and we're doing things and it's time to be the face of the radio station or the show... Put your goddamn big boy pants on and shake some hands and take some pictures. It's not that tough.
1: Maybe if we got people like one of those like fake kid mics, because they're one of those like insecure people that they like have to be talking, uh, we'll get them like one of those Mr. Little, Microphone. Yeah, like a Mr. Microphone so they could be like, hi, I really, I really like being here today. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's a security blanket thing. Hi.
5: Are we, are we to the point, Tom, you don't give a shit anymore, Tom, are we to the point where we can just literally, let, well, let's, let's pick out a day and you just name names. Okay. Let's. <laughs> Let's pick some f- You're far enough into your career at this point. Mackie. You don't need bridges.
4: <laughs> you don't need bridges anymore. Come on. I, I no, want he's this right. day, too. I think would
2: be great. No, he's absolutely right. <laughs> I don't give a rat's ass. I mean, what guess are they going to do to does? me Guess who does?
1: Guess who's been riding his coattails and still wants to for a couple more years? Yeah,
2: if you're in the sidecar, it's a little awkward, but, you know, it's... Uh... I can tell you who the nice people are.
1: I guess from deductive reasoning, you might be able to figure out the others. Yeah. That's
2: exactly what yeah. I'm saying. You could figure it out. I don't know most of them now, to tell you the truth. But, you know, obviously, like I said, Chad Hartman and I have been friends for years and years. Meat Sauce and Common Man over at kfan are really good friends of mine. There are a few guys that are really nice. Yeah. And there are some guys that work with them that are raging assholes. Sure. That's mm-hmm. just a fact. Yeah. You know, I've met some of their, co- their co-workers, and they're just arrogant pricks. I'm like... You're in radio. What the hell have you got to be arrogant about? Settle
5: down. Have I told you guys this by the way this is a redemption story too and I and I love this guy. But have I have I told the Tim McNiff story on this show before? Oh, I
2: love Tim McNiff. No.
5: So Tim McNiff is a is a wonderful guy. He's super great talented. Guy. He's been a, you know, a mainstay in this town for decades. When I was in 8th grade, so this would have been like, I think it was actually during the 1998 Viking season because I just remember it being a very exciting time for the Vikings. When I was in eighth grade, I got to shadow Tim McNiff and some of the Care 11 photogs mm-hmm. for a day. It was I don't even know how it happened, but it was like we had to, you know, sort of identify what you might want to do for a career, and then could you could you do a sh- job shadow of some kind for one of our classes? And somehow Care 11 said yes, and Tim McNiff was. I think he was like the second sports guy behind Randy Shaver at the time. And then Eric Perkins was the brand new third sports guy. So they had Shaver, McNiff, and they had uh, Eric Perkins, mm-hmm. all three Minnesota Dang. TV legends in the same sports department. Wow, and two so I out shadowed Tim. Yeah, exactly. Two out of the three. <laughs>
2: and one's um, an asshole. You're right. See, this is what I love.
5: See,
1: Maggie, I hate you. I, I hate when you do this. You, and then you walk away, live your life. And I walk, Wait a second.
5: So we we know that Tim's not an asshole because we've see, already identified We've already this, talked so, about that. So either Randy or Eric you think mm-hmm. is an asshole. Well, I've never met Eric.
4: <laughs> <Jeez>.
2: <laughs> now, Randy oh, Shaver's always been an asshole to me. Every time I've ever seen him, he's always been an asshole. And I don't know what I did to him. Uh, Yeah, there's (sighs) something must have gone on because he's just very unpleasant.
4: See, I've had great interactions with Shaver, and I know I, too. I know his wife pretty well, me but too. man, Perkins, that son of a bitch. I swear <laughs> to God. What's
3: wrong with this show? <laughs> to, go.
1: to God. Way I to go. Have go like, Phil. <laughs> Phil, I had like four hours of sleep last night. Go-Go was up from 3.30 to 5.30. I cannot gatekeep our like life and keep it together today. Yeah, so well, you know you're gonna what? Need four
5: hours You're going to need four hours on LinkedIn tonight, so
2: block off uh. some time right now. You know one thing that's kind of interesting uh, that's funny? Because he just talked about, you know, you got along with Shaver, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This office we're sitting in right now used to be Randy Shaver's office. He and his, I think his wife was raising funds for yeah. for charity or something. Yeah,
1: they do a 5K. Mm-hmm.
2: That was this office. No kidding. This was wow. her office, yeah. Huh. And I came in and said, get the hell out. No, I did not. I ne- I've never met her. I'm
1: sick of you guys raising all this money mm-hmm. for
0: charity. <laughs> get out. Wow.
2: Yeah, that's wow. one thing I will tell you about TV people. They're either very nice or they're raging assholes. There's no in-between with TV people either.
0: Mm.
2: They're very, very nice people and some of the biggest pricks I've ever met. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the hell that's all about. Mm. I mean, you know, I, I get along. Wow, well, Jesus. I mean, obviously, Frank and you have been family friends forever. I've never cared for Chris Eggert. You know, that guy. No, <laughs> Eggert's a great guy. But there's one there's one guy Channel 5's
4: always been an asshole to me.
2: Always. Oh, this hmm. is, I love this right now. No, it's this true. is so uncomfortably right. great.
4: That goddamn Barlow. That's what? who it is. Always always.
2: <laughs> he's a nice he's Oh, a
4: he's very a good, sweet man. Isn't he always the best? Yeah.
2: That Megan Newquist. Yeah. What a <laughs> terrible That humor. Megan Newquist, damn it. Mm. Not so, so people get touchy about that
5: stuff. So I'm shadowing Tim McNiff and his great coworkers. Oh, here we go. All right, all right, okay. good, good. We're ready. And uh, this is just a little eighth grade, you know. I'm, and in, in retrospect, like if you would have asked me now, hey, would you like an eighth grader to follow you around work all day? I mean, I mean, begrudgingly, you'd, you'd probably say yes. But um, so, anyways, it was great. I took you know, took a bunch of notes. I wrote a handwritten letter to Tim to thank him, and it was one of the highlights of my probably school at that point because hey, I want to do this for a living. So about twelve years ago, uh, I think I was at fifteen hundred ESPN at the time. I was I was a full time sports media member, oh. and I had I had not seen tis Tim transition to like doing mornings and stuff on Care Right Sunrise or whatever. Right. Yep. And so I saw Tim was at Vikings practice one day at training camp, and and this had been you know twelve or thirteen years, and so excitedly I'm like I'm gonna go I gotta go talk to Tim. Tim's gonna think this is great, this protege right that that. Uh, I shadowed him in 1998, and here I am. I have made it in the industry. There I am full-time in Minnesota sports media, a full-time radio host. He's going to be so proud of me. I walk up, you know, hey, Tim, how are you? You may not remember me, but I'm Phil Mackey. I shadowed you in uh, in eighth grade, and now I'm full-time in the industry, and I just want to say thank you. And he goes, what was your name? Uh, Phil Mackey. And he goes, doesn't ring a bell.
2: Never heard
1: no. of you. <laughs> just lie. Just lie. Oh, that was a great day. I'm so glad. Like just people does, need to you know, just, know that they can lie. Bell?
4: Like you can <laughs> I lie. Was like, oh. Yeah.
5: Uh, well, thank you. And I just kind of awkwardly moved on my way. And we've we've had this conversation now multiple times yeah. over the last decade and whatever. But I was I was so excited. But he probably had a million kids that have come up to him or they had shadows or whatever. And so I was That was one moment where I was highly dejected, more because of my expectation that he would remember an eighth grader from 12 years ago. That's
1: funny.
2: What's amazing about that is going back now, this is back before you guys' time, excuse me, but um, the CCO morning show, WCCO, well, afternoons, morning, all the rest of it, that station was destroying everybody in the market back in the day. And then we came along and we beat them pretty badly. You know, it was the first time they had ever lost and you know they never did recover from it and all the rest of it. But I will tell you Boone and Erickson, Steve Cannon you get on the list of people they could not have been nicer. See I thought they'd be all pissed off at me or oh, what the hell are you doing? They could not have been nicer. So what about that, Backlash LaRue? Was that guy an asshole? My, old, my young fellow. My <laughs> dear fellow. Morgan Mundane. Morgan yeah, Mundane
5: baby. I loved Morgan Mundane <laughs> because can you imagine? I mean, think think about, and I don't know for for people that are you know my age or younger. I grew. I feel like I grew up listening to Steve Cannon absolutely, as a kid. Absolutely, I did. I absolutely. He did a four hour afternoon drive show himself mm-hmm. with four characters. That's correct.
1: That's so impressive. Yeah. Like, I, I that is so impressive to just even know that you're going to go on air by yourself and just take on something like mm-hmm. that
5: you're gonna you're literally gonna be a voice you're you're a voiceover actor and a radio host and a storyteller and a news reporter. All in the same four hours yeah. every day for yeah. years. It's I
1: take insane. it back. That person yeah. can be an asshole if they want because that actually sounds like your work. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh,
4: the videos of Phil Hendry when he would be yeah. on the phone yeah. with himself yeah. are yes. mind blowing. Whatever happened to him? He just went away. It lives out in Los Angeles. I don't know if he's on the air anymore. I know he I did. don't a, think he is. The last thing he did was a, like a special guest spot on the TV show New Girl with Zoe Deschanel, oh, yeah, yeah. and that was probably the last thing that he did. And that may have been about ten years ago. God, he was good. Oh, the best. What he did overnight? CCO didn't he? Yeah, but I think it was overnight. Overnights, but I know he or was nights at KSTP for a while, and oh, then that yeah. was before he moved yeah. out to LA. But man, <clears throat> one
2: of my favorite Steve Cannons of all time, because he again he had Backlash Larue, he had Morgan Mundane, Backlash Larue he didn't do at the end there because I think the. The certain community didn't care for the joking around as a gay man. They didn't care for that too much. Yeah, it was yeah.
5: You wouldn't be able to do that at all in two thousand twenty three. Uh,
2: no. <laughs> but I remember one time he was reading a commercial and you have to remember, ladies and gentlemen, he did this to himself because he did all the voices himself. He goes, Coming up for uh Thanksgiving, uh backlash, you're gonna have Thanksgiving at the house. Well, yeah, I can't do backlash, but he goes, Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do that and all the rest of it. He says, well, let me just tell you something. One of the things that I really loved about that those honey baked hams that come every year at Thanksgiving, at Christmas time. One of my favorite things about those hams is they're spittle sliced. He said spittle sliced instead of spiral. Spiral sliced. Instead of spiral, he said spittle. And there was a long pause, and Morgan Mundane goes. Are you sure that's the word you were looking for?
3: <laughs> <laughs> he
2: criticized
5: himself. As
3: he attacked his own. It I was love love is,
5: it. Is, he, is he? Do you think he was he scripting those, or do you think Maybe. he was just improvising off the cuff?
2: Well, he was. A, he was great at improv. Yeah. he was really yeah. good at I that. I
5: think
1: that'd be lovely, though, because like I know I screw up words while I'm saying them. And it'd be really nice to be able to, like, then have the upper hand on myself and be like, is that how you want to pronounce it now? Like,
5: mm-hmm. <laughs> need like the voice in Britney's head. Exactly. As a character yeah. I the wait show. for
1: Tom to correct it. I don't know. And when
5: Tom I- should be ripping Randy Shaver right, right.
3: now. Exactly. My career might be on the line. <laughs>
1: oh, that'd be actually lovely to have that.
4: And those guys used to kind of treat it like... Uh- Christopher Guest would treat seeds, where he would go, this is what we're trying to convey. Yeah. yeah. There's no yeah. script. You just have to figure yep. out a way to get this thing out. And that's how they did it all the time. By the way, did I say Phil Henry or did I say Henry Phillips? No, you said Phil Henry. Phil Henry, Henry. okay. Cause you did. For some reason, when I looked at it, I was like, I felt like I said Henry Phillips, who is the guitar comedian. I don't know if you guys ever had him on the yeah. show before. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I didn't oh. botch it. Phil that. Henry,
2: I knew exactly who you were talking about. Yeah, okay. No question. And I know, Phil, you got to go here, but... I will say this, and you guys, oh, you can agree, disagree, or whatever, uh, but one of the reasons I, I never left to go to another market to do radio or whatever was because, in my opinion, I do believe the Minneapolis-St. Paul area in radio and television is longstanding one of the best markets in this country. Mm-hmm. People do not realize how good TV and radio is in this town until you go somewhere else.
1: True that. Oh,
2: mm-hmm. yes. And that includes you, New York, Chicago. Yeah. L.A. It includes all those markets. Agreed. It, the product, if you compare the product,
5: I mean L.A., Chicago, New York. If you want to, maybe you put those in a different. But like, if you compare the production, the product. Yep.
1: And oh, New the, York local is terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh, they're. Te- I mean, it's. Uh, they're it news. Is. It looks it's like it's really put together bad. by like a, a, like a sophomore play. It's yeah. wild. You're like that set's gonna fall apart right now.
2: No, you got the Scott Shannons of the world. He was a legend. Scott's an old friend. Uh, Worked with him many, many years ago. But, yeah, I I don't know that people who live in this market understand just how good the newspapers were, television, radio. It's it's as good or better than any other market I've ever been in. That's true.
1: Yes. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Except for when Britney's on, I was
1: throwing I was
5: that in at the like, end. Then it's just a just a complete clown show.
4: Yeah. Or one
1: for the Britster.
4: I met a very young um, Phil Mackey at a uh, golf charity. This is when uh, I, I was not on the air. Phil had no idea who I was, okay. and I was
5: probably a raging asshole.
4: You I? were one of the mm-hmm. nicest, sweetest guys. Uh, really? Yeah, because I didn't bring up the fact that I was a ra- that I was in media. I just – we just – you came up to – we were standing on the golf course. You came up. We started chatting. We shook hands. You said, hey, my name is Phil. Nice to meet you. We chatted for about three, four minutes, and you walked away. And I remember going, there you go. That's what you want out of a guy. That's what you want out of a guy that uh, is in media, on TV, on radio. That's what you want. So – Cheers to you, man. But I, used I to, appreciate that. I man. used to see I you all the time
1: that. around uh, the My talk area. Had no idea what your job is, but you were always so nice. For I was like, he can't be in charge. And then I found out you were in charge of something. But like, I was and always I, like, and then I turn around
2: and rip the shit out of both
5: you guys yeah, down yeah. the hallway. No, then you're like, "Do what Can I
1: fire them?" And Amy's like, "Not yet. Soon. Soon you'll be in charge of them."
2: I was just gonna say, "Well, what the hell happened since then?" Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it feels totally different now.
5: You
1: weather
2: know, just just weather's you. It weather's you. Yeah. I By know- the
5: way, uh, the the Minnesota Twins have their biggest lead uh, in the division Six all games, season. Six game lead going into this week. So
2: there's your Twins nugget on this. Uh, this Monday morning. I know we held on you a little too long there. Sorry about that. But we wanted to get that whole conversation in.
5: That was very therapeutic, I think.
2: Uh, I think it is. So as yeah, we sorry, walk Brandy. away now, ladies and gentlemen, the four of us could be the nicest people in the history of radio. Don't loop me in with we're you. Perf- we're perfect. Yeah, we obviously. <laughs> exactly. All right, Phil. We'll talk to you on Friday, pal. All right. See you Friday. So, Phil Mackey, ladies and gentlemen. Score North. But seriously, I I don't know that people understand that, and particularly viewers and listeners and all the rest of it. And I'm very serious. It goes to the newspapers, television, and radio. It was, this market was by far better than most, almost all other markets.
1: Yeah, I I feel that. I mean, when I go out Mm -hmm. of town, like we were in, uh, you had said that to me a long time ago, and then I did a trip to New York, and I was like, we were staying at an Airbnb, and I turned (laughs) on the TV to watch their news, and I go. Terrible. What is this? It's terrible. Because we do have such high standards, and except tra- for Frank
2: Vassalera. Well, yeah, the low end all mm-hmm. the way.
1: Frank is MCing mm-hmm. at Secondhand Hounds uh, um, Gala. Oh, nice! Everyone's really excited. They love when he's on. Oh yeah, he
2: does a lot of that
1: stuff. He's so he great. Everyone is big fans at the yeah at uh, Secondhand Hounds. Um,
2: he's a good guy for a Sicilian. That's all I'm saying.
1: That's what I. That's what I started you with know. at the meeting. I mm-hmm. said, "Good guy for a Sicilian." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, it's got that uh, bumper sticker. Know, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Um But yeah, it, we definitely—you don't realize how good you got it until you branch out.
2: No, that's exactly right. You you go to another market and tune in. And I was, to tell you the truth, the first time I went to New York, I was shocked at how bad television was in that town. Yeah. And I don't know what causes that. Why would they be? They're in the number one market in America. How can you be so bad? Mm-hmm. I don't know.
4: Yeah, I know we always judge it by numbers. You know, if you're in the top yeah. one, two, three yeah. markets, that yep. must be where the best are. No, it's not. It's no. not. I had a friend no, of mine get not. hired at a radio station in New York, and I was like, don't take this the wrong way, but you? Like, you, you got you got hired in New York? And he's like, yeah, I don't believe it either. <laughs> there you no go. Myself. I love
1: mm-hmm. a good friend who knows, like, mm-hmm. their limits.
2: Well, and I should say, as far as Chicago is concerned, some of the Chicago TV people phenomenal oh yeah uh, there's no question about that radio as well larry Jack was sure. he, he inspired me to get into radio as a matter of fact as a little boy larry lou I, I was so happy i finally got to meet him many many years ago retired and i think he died within like two or three years after retiring mm. which you could kind of see coming because larry Jack was all about being larry Lujack. he was just job. a great guy mm-hmm. very humble no question We have to take a break here, be right back, and wrap things up right after this.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app.
5: Do you know the secret to losing up to one pound of fat every day? Hi, I'm Dr. Adam Schatzko with MNFatLoss.com, and I know the secret. Our unique weight loss program makes it easy to lose weight, get healthy, and get your energy back naturally, safely, and effectively. If you'd like to lose unhealthy fat without counting points, no exercising, no prepackaged meals, no surgery, and no hypnosis,
2: go online to MN. Fatloss.com. Tom here for mnfatloss.com. As you may know, I started the program earlier this year for 60 days, then spent several weeks in the maintenance phase, and now I'm back on the program. I've lost 30 pounds, and I feel great. I don't have to exercise. I eat delicious real food, and I'm not hungry. I recommend the program to anyone wanting to lose weight.
5: Many patients lose 20 to 30 pounds in about a month or two. For your free private weight loss consultation, call 763-312-7600 or schedule online at MNFatLoss.com. That's
1: MNFatLoss.com.
0: Dr. Adam Schatzko, D.C. Results may vary. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski.
3: I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising.
0: Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com keyword partner.
2: You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Guys, if you want to reignite your intimacy once and for all, listen. Just give Twin Cities Premier Health a call for a discreet and confidential in-office evaluation by their highly trained staff of medical professionals. A quick wave therapy sessions are 25- to 30-minute treatments with no pain and no downtime afterward. And right now, Twin Cities Premier Health is offering a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. Receive this $800 value when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. You may know that age related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Acoustic wave therapy has been clinically proven to break up plaque and improve blood flow to the penis. Definitely take advantage of this limited time special offer. Receive a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is a savings of $800 when you use code WORD TOM at Twin Cities Premier Health. Dot com.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We
2: are back, ladies. You know, I was just walking down the hall and I was thinking I have to backpedal a little bit. I didn't give Chicago enough credit because the news people on TV and the radio people in Chicago are really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say they're, yeah, that many, Minneapolis and Chicago would be the probably the two best markets, I would think, in the country. I could see I'm that. I'm thinking. Is there any? Uh, yeah, because, I mean, you had Fred Winston, you had Larry Lujak, yeah. you had Steve Dahl. I mean, you get on the list. Uh, what was the midday guy's name again over at WGN? Uh, Wally Phillips, he was there forever. And then, of course, you had Ron Majors, was one of the news anchors in town. Many, many other people. Too. There's there's one guy who used to do a lot of, uh, what the hell was, I can hear his voice, but I can't think of his name. He worked out of Chicago, and he did some of the best uh, I can think he's on A and E a lot, doing documentaries, that kind of thing.
1: Oh, don't forget Mm -hmm. Allie.
2: Allie's down in Chicago, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I I would guess that Chicago and Minneapolis, St. Paul are probably shoulder to shoulder in TV and radio with with a lot of those places.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, the other places not as good. Uh, Some good people in L. A. And of course there are a few people good in New York. As I said, Scott Shannon. So there are people, but, but most often you would think the bigger the market, the better they'd be, and that's not true at all.
1: Yeah, it does not mm-hmm. always <clears throat> correspond like that, no.
2: It does not, so there you go. Uh, this doesn't surprise me in the least. Free bread at restaurants actually makes you hungrier. Why did you think they gave it to you? Because it does make you hungrier.
1: Why does it make you hungrier?
2: Because I just I, what it's made out of and how you digest it. Really? Things. Yeah. Mo, definitely. So what are you going to do? Another headline, and I would say this summer there is no question this is true. The number one worst part of summer is mosquitoes.
1: Mosquitoes are terrible. <laughs>
2: what the hell happened?
1: Okay, so Justin came home from Bemidji yesterday, and he brought home a bunch of big items because they're moving from the farm to the uh, their um, house in town, and he brought a piano. So I thought it would be fun. I was like, oh, I will play a little piece because we put it in the garage. I tried playing it for about five minutes in the garage. I was being attacked by mosquitoes like in our garage. They were coming for me. I was like, nope, wait till we get this bad boy inside. Like,
4: well, the two biggest problems we ran into this year is we had a huge winter with tons of snow. So that means there was a lot of water and it got stupid hot right away. Do you remember that day in like April when it was 93 out, you have all this water and then you have all this heat with yeah. the humidity uh, and yeah. that's that's a it, breeding ground. Is it
1: true that the best thing to happen is if you get a really hot day and then you get like a quick freeze and that kills a bunch of them, or mm-hmm. is that a myth? No because I feel well, like they can true. stand that as well.
2: <clears throat> oh. I could see that happening, no question about it. Yeah. But yeah, the mosquitoes as soon as that first bit of darkness shows up. It's not dark yet, but that first bit of, uh, you know, a darker atmosphere than than daytime. Yeah. Those things go after my ankles like they're... Oh. Why my ankles? That's weird.
1: I don't... I mean, you just... You got... You do have nice juicy legs.
2: I got some big old juicy legs. <laughs> juicy legged Tommy. I hate myself. Yes, I hate you too. So we're on even... Even keel uh, approach with yep. that one. You know what I'm saying?
4: Yep. Hey, do nope. you guys mind if I, Tom? Do you mind if I play a piece of audio I've been meaning to play for the last few days? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you dig this. It's All uh, right. yeah. I, mm. I I listen to this podcast every once in a while called Sharp Side Golf, and it's they bring on celebrities and they talk about golf. And I don't. I know you talk about Phil Mickelson every now and again. Mm-hmm. So I thought you'd have a get a kick out of this. But this is country singer Jake Owen talking about how he went to a wedding and he ran into. Phil Mickelson, right after Phil and Tiger, do you remember about four or five years ago they had the match, Phil Mickelson yeah, versus yep. Tiger Woods. Yep. Uh, he told this story, and I wanted to play it for you because I got a big kick out of it.
3: At Jordan Spieth's wedding, Jordan got married in November, and Phil was there, and it was the day after he played Tiger. I saw him across the room, and I was like, I gotta go tell this guy what I think. So I walked over oh. to him, I was like, hey, Phil, you owe me 29 f- And he's like, what? Oh. <laughs> uh, He's like, he's like, what? He's kind of, he's in the middle of a conversation. So I was like, he's basically, kind of looked at me like, who, who is this guy? I'm like, dude, seriously, you owe me twenty nine ninety nine. I was like, for wasting four hours of my life oh, with the shittiest golf. I've ever seen. Like you, you guys are like the best golf. You guys hyped this whole thing up about this big match. You guys couldn't even make three birdies between the two of you. Holy I'm like, shit. I want my twenty nine ninety nine back and apologize to me for some shitty golf. <laughs> oh my god! And he pulls out a wad out of his out of his thing and he grabs a hundred, like a hundred dollar bill. He's like, uh, he's like, yeah, I won ninety thousand of these yesterday. He's oh like, oh go my go, god! Take a hundred and go. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, right to my this face. This can't be
4: real. <laughs> I heard that, and I Dang. thought, that sounds like something Tom Bernard would do, is walk up to Phil Mickelson and be like, I want my $30 back. <laughs> Absolutely. I, you know, it was Pay four up. hours of my life, yeah. Pay up.
1: That so. would be... I could not be with somebody who has the audacity to go to somebody and say that. I would I would peel my skin off. Like, yeah. it's fine to listen to that and go, yeah, but I would peel my skin off if Justin went up to somebody and said something like that.
3: Oh. Yeah.
2: Now, did he just say... I... I I should have paid closer attention. Did he just say that he won $9 million uh, the day before? Yeah,
4: I, I did the math on that, too, and I'm like, is that how much he got paid? I mean, if you think about it, some of these boxing matches, oh, uh, yeah. these guys are getting paid $80 million Gosh, for a boxing match. So he said, he said he gave him $100. $100 bill and said I won 90,000 of these yesterday. So, so that would be $9 million, yeah. right? I guess yeah, yeah let's look it up quick.
2: That's a pretty good day, ladies and gentlemen. Nine. Yeah. I've never had a nine million dollar day, personally,
4: Yet.
1: but
2: Yes, yet that's exactly right. That's that's my. I'm at the part of my career now. Any day now, yeah, we're
4: still waiting on it. Uh, this is actually yep, one thousand percent. A nine million dollar purse this is what Phil Mickelson yep. won on the match on Friday. He was uh, he outlasted Tiger Woods over twenty two holes and then chipped and putt. They had, a, they had a chip and putt shootout and afterwards clinched nine million dollars. <laughs> it's a good day,
2: man. Yay. <gasps> That's a good day. We've never had a day like that. No.
1: Yet again.
2: I was trying to think the biggest day I ever had financially. I think it's <laughs> you that ever, $100 bill. There you go.
1: <laughs> Would you ever tell us, like, I know not now, but, like, someday in the podcast, like, the biggest contract you've signed? And not to be, like, gross or anything, and maybe it's, like, not ever appropriate, but, like, you know there's so many rumors around how much you've been paid
3: mm-hmm.
1: on it. I mean, like, there's so many rumors around, like, I remember people would be like, you know, he's got his own private jet, and he comes down here. You never had a private jet. I know. It was so funny because I I, used
2: to fly private once in a while. Yeah. I never owned one.
1: But were you? Did you break? Let's just ask this. This is more appropriate because I'm not a big like. We don't need to know numbers. Did you break records, with salaries, at the height of KQ? Oh God, yes. Yeah, I would think. I think so.
2: Yeah. Matter of fact, a lot of other. Paul Majors to this day called me and he said, you know, because of you, I just signed a deal for one and a half million a year.
1: That's pretty cool yeah. that he call you and, say yeah, he that. Called and said that. Hey.
2: But hey, I think before we, you know, the Paul Majors and a couple other people I got, this market never paid. I do believe that Dave Moore, one of the best news anchors, probably the best news anchor I've ever seen in my life. I think the biggest year he ever had was 100 grand.
1: That's so crazy. Yeah,
4: I think it was. You know, uh, I've heard rumors about this. And the only reason why I know this is because him and I did the same exact job. We both did afternoons at 93X. Mm -hmm. Remy Maxwell, at his height, from what I heard, Mm. uh, obviously, tears say, Made about base salary was $125,000 a year. Yeah. That's not including endorsements or appearances, right, obviously. Right. He did very well in that. And Remy's a very smart guy with his money. Him and I did the same exact job. We were only separated from the time he left to the time he, I started. Yeah. We were only separated by about 14 months. I signed my first contract, Afternoon Drive 93X, for $27,000 a year. Oh. Is that after Cumulus bought it?
0: It's uh, so yes. fun with angry. Angry. That's
4: why I'm, there's a reason I'm I'm asking you that. A- angering. It's so angering when you hear stuff like that. Yep. And, and listen, I, I know that Kristen and I had our differences when it came to the strike, but goddammit, it, these guys, like, you know, you hear these guys with the golden parachutes and these higher-ups, all these pricks and all their goddamn <clears> money, <throat> they should be siphoning it down to some of these people I who bust wouldn't. their asses. Yep. We bring in these people. Tom, you deserve that money. Brittany, you deserve... Well, they didn't pay you shit, but anyways, what I'm saying is... <laughs>
3: get get <laughs>
4: I was like, just Actually, about I
1: to jump her, on.
2: I saw her salary now. It's way too high.
1: Yeah, Actually, agree. got to cut way
2: back on Agree. That.
1: Don't let them yeah. know that, though, okay?
2: <laughs> yeah. We'll never let them know. Thanks. Mm-hmm. No, nah, it's, it's just a whole – well, this market is one of the best markets. Like I said, I, I just don't throw up Minneapolis-St. Paul as the best market in America for no reason. You can come here, and you can do very, very well in this town. But like no doubt about it. it's
1: so funny to hear you say that afternoon drive on that station yeah, a I know. high up station and yeah. that is
4: It's they are like a twenty three million dollar a year radio station.
1: And like you're perceived as making hmm. it. Yeah. That's what's oh, yeah. so funny. Like I would have people come up to me and be like, oh, I remember. <clears throat> I was I do went to, like, a high school. It was, like, an informal get-together at some bar in downtown Minneapolis. And they're like, shots are on Britney. She's on the yeah. KQ Morning Show. I was like, I cannot afford no. buying you guys alcohol. Like,
4: there you go. please yeah. do
1: not charge anything <laughs> on me. Yeah. Like, it will not go I like through.
4: I, I, had a, I had another job. I was working afternoon drive, and I was working at MGM Liquors in Uptown. Yeah. At the same oh, there time, you go. Can yeah. you imagine, could you imagine if you, uh, Tom, could you imagine at some point if Wally Walker's like, sorry, I'm late, I have to go work at the liquor store yeah, to make ends meet? That never would have happened. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I could close with this. When uh, Cumulus first bought KQRS, yes, sir. the first thing they did is try to cut my salary in half. That's the first yeah, thing they did. absolutely.
1: Did they yeah. succeed?
2: No, they did not. I love that. <laughs> it's like blow it out your ass, you little prick.
1: I love yeah. that because you're like, Both of them. yeah, not a problem. I just will not do this show anymore. Those and they probably brothers, were like, please come back.
2: Those two brothers were two of the worst people I've ever met. And then the pukes they, bragged, they dragged over there with them. Yeah. yeah. Terrible people. It's all about money. And oh, you're you, you don't pay any attention to me. You're mean to me. It's like, what are you
1: talking about? Uh, Shut up. Yeah. Well, we burned a lot of bridges today, so there's that. Yeah, don't.
2: Hey, here's another bridge. Blow it out your ass. There you go. <laughs> I hate All you the so people it. we just not you. Oh, I
1: know. I know you didn't mean.
2: No, matter, matter of fact, I think thinking it over. Blow it out your ass, bridge. Not, not a
1: problem. <laughs> I will. I will uh, head right there right now.
2: No, the biggest thing, and we'll close with this. If if you're young and you're listening to this and you're thinking about getting into business someday, the the number one thing you're going to have to fight is the backstabbing ass-kissers that you're working with. Because they will do anything to get ahead of you. So watch your back, is all I'm saying. Man, I've worked with so many people just backstabbing assholes. It's unbelievable. And
1: now we go ahead, we just stab you right in the front. Right in the front. That's how it should be.
2: There's no question about it. All right, let me take a stab at the 10 o'clock hour.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got to go go look look for jobs. Yeah.